Hey family, this is Joshua Jones. My wife, Lindsay, and I have the honor of being the lead followers of Way Family Church right here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Thank you for taking a minute to tune in. We pray the message gives you a different perspective about Jesus, His gospel, and what living life in His kingdom is all about. Take notes, listen intently, and be blessed. Right, you guys ready for some gospel? All right, man. I told our team this morning, I said, I'm not sure which direction I'm headed, but we're going anyway. I was just teasing, teasing Ben and Bree. They just got into a new home. Come on, a lot of new stuff happening for people. And I went over one day. I was trying to help, uh, help Ben unload, and I said, man, this got to be the heaviest mattress they ever made on the earth. Like, legitimately, that mattress was so heavy. I said, you see the size of my bicep? You invited me to help you move a mattress. That mattress are heavy. They're probably the biggest mattress in all of North Edmond. That's what all I'm going to say. And so he was just saying, man, I've been sleeping good in this thing. And his wife said, I don't even know if he's even in the bed with me because it's so far apart. He said, she said, he laying diagonal. I still ain't touching him. <laughs> so that's why I bought a twin. But anyway, just, I bless you with that revelation in Jesus' name. Sleep. I told my wife, I said, I got married to be close to you. I didn't get married to be far apart. I'm trying to find a one-seater car, but I can't, I can't find one. Like, Just uh, anyway, that's how we roll at the Jones household. In Jesus' name. That's right. We bless the Lord. That's right. Woo. Man. Can we just have a fireside chat today? Let's go, Taylor. Just play for me. Fireside chat today. Is that okay? Some of you came out of church environments where if they're not waving hankies and throwing babies, you're not having church. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt and the hat. Little to no transformation. <clears throat> because the whole emphasis was on moving people. And if the people were moving and going crazy, we say things like this. Boy, the Lord moved today. As if, he, as if that wasn't happening, the Lord didn't move. See how, see how we've done that? See how we've taught people in church? And so the whole emphasis is, boy, we going, we going, I'm going to get my, my blessing today. It's going to be right today. As if, <laughs> I love the scripture that says, stand still. Watch this. Be still and know that I'm God. What if he said, shout like crazy and know that I'm God? We'd have been like, ah! But that's not what he says. You be still and you know. Do you enjoy your spouse more when you're moving at 100 miles an hour running beside or, or just being, being still with them? No, being still with them. And so I just want to have a fireside chat. Well, I really don't even have any notes today. I, just, I brought my Bible to make it a legal, legal service. Anyway, I'm sure I'll, I'll quote some Bible to you, but <clears throat> we, what is the word of God? quiet. You can hear a moth peeling a cotton ball right now. Jesus is the word of God, right? Is the book the word of God or is Jesus the word of God? This is scripture. Watch this. The scripture contains the word of God. I've been so challenged, and I just want to share some of my thoughts with you over the last few days. My wife and I, we've known for maybe three years or more that the Holy Spirit was putting on our heart to come. 
we didn't know Edmund, but uh, we know that he wanted to give birth to something in this region. And um, just to be quite honest with you, you don't know, you don't always know what that looks like, and you don't know, you don't know Cameron who's with you, or um, is this really the Lord? I mean, um, would people come? Could God build a family here? And but I served at a pretty significant church on the northwest side of Oklahoma City called the Gate. But I knew that the Lord was doing something different in, in me. And he had been for a number of years while I was there. You know, I, I, I got labeled a lot of crazy labels just because of, you know, just, just stuff. They called me things like evangelist because I prayed for people outside of church. And I want to say, no, I'm just a normal Christian. I really want to say I'm a normal son. Like, seriously. We would have... Our services, I mean, Matt was a part of those. Chris was a part of those for years. We would have just these in-your-face type services, but that's what the Lord was doing through us at the time, and it was crazy. We had adults come into our services. I'll never forget, um, actually, Grant Wood's dad um, came to one of our youth services, youth and young adult services, and he was like, I didn't know churches still did this in our city. It was, and we just said crazy. We would have angelic visitation. I mean, it was crazy. Miracles, I'm talking about crazy miracles. Legs growing out, just crazy stuff. And we got marked in those years with the presence of God in a real way. See, some people come to church because they're addicted to church services. They don't even know it. They don't, listen, they don't even know it. You know who showed, you know what showed us that more than anything else? COVID. And when, when, when it happened that we could no longer go to church, Miss Carla, the struggle became real in America. And God in mercy was trying to wean us off of the nipple of American Christendom, and we missed it largely in part. Largely in part. And don't get me wrong. Hey, I'm a pastor, man. I get it more than anybody. I get it. I love these family gatherings that we do. But when COVID really hit and we stopped going to church for a while, something began to get rewired even in me. See, you never get to a place where you arrive. Paul never said, I've arrived. But he could say he left. I left where I was. I'm going somewhere. And the Holy Spirit began to rewire some things in me. And he asked me this. He said, Joshua, would you build a family in Edmund that learned to live in devotion together? I began to say, well, show me what that means. I'm, I'm willing to do anything. Just show me what that means. And I thought it meant, you know, we, we all sit around in these spiritual circles and sing Kubaya and read the Bible all day long. It's not, but, that's, that's not, but that's not his heartbeat. He wanted me to build a family of people, of brown people and white people and black people and yellow people. Watch this, watch this, watch this. It's a, you saw it's on the wall on the right when you walk in. That was, our, that was the genesis of what sent us here. He said, I want you to build a family that learns to live together in a devotional posture. Watch this. And teach them how to host my presence in their city. Watch this. By way of their homes. I love what we do here. But if what we do here doesn't make it to our house, really it should make it to our house to here. But if we don't do this in our house, you understand, this is all a religious show. And I'm telling you something that most pastors are not going to tell you. 
if we don't do this in our house, then it's a performance. If I only kiss on my wife and hug my wife and hold her hand and tell her she's amazing in public around other people, you know what she would tell me? You don't do this behind closed doors when it's me and you. So why do you do it when you're around other people? Because of the show. And man, I'm just so challenged that do we do this? Because, hey, this is what we do on Sundays. No, this is not what we do on Sundays. I mean, I do it on Sunday, Sunday. But man, I'm going to tell you something. If they outlaw church in America at 5 o'clock today, my life wouldn't be in a mess. Because my walk with Jesus does not consist from 9 to 12 on a Sunday morning. And I'm going to tell you something. For most Christians in America, it does. And they don't even recognize it. When you think of the genesis of mankind on the earth. Now, we existed before we existed. Right? Ephesians 1 says we were chosen in Christ before the foundations of the world. We were with God before we ever arrived on the planet. You don't remember it, though. But we were. But Adam woke up to his father's presence in a garden. And it was his delight to live in the presence of Papa every day. You hear that? You hear that? That was his delight. Every day. He's walking in a garden. And every day, Father would come and visit him. Now, when we think God, or when we think Adam, everybody say Adam. When we think Adam walking with God in a garden, we think Adam walked with one person. But actually, he, this is God, Adam actually walked with Father, Son, and Spirit. Adam actually walked with three. He woke up to walking with God, the triune God. And it was the delight of his life. He and Eve both every day for I don't know how long. So before Adam, when Adam woke up, he didn't wake up to do good church. Now it's quiet up in here right now. I ain't, no, I ain't getting no, I got one, come on. Every day would have been worship to Adam. You see that? Every day was enjoyment to him. So when I came to Edmund, I, I'm telling you, man, I, and still, even now, I'm getting rewired. And I will always be getting rewired. I hope to always be getting better and learning more. I had a conversation. Michael and Charity have told me this multiple occasions about themselves. They said, every time we move, she's in the military, every time we move, we go to a new church, we feel like the Lord peels another layer off for us and we get a missing piece we've been missing. This has been a big piece to them. And that should be true for all of us. Like, I feel like I've been getting missing pieces and the Lord's taking something off so that he can show me the more excellent way. So will you build a family that learns to live in devotion? Yes, I'll do that. And teach them the host presence. We'll, we'll, to the best of our ability, we'll do that. We've, we've taught the gospel for two years here. The gospel. Most people in church haven't heard the gospel in 10 years. 
they hear a mention of Jesus every once in a while. They may hear something about the resurrection on Easter if you're lucky. But we're learning the gospel. We're learning to be people of presence again. So the Lord told me, he said, Joshua, you can export something you haven't imported. And so I sat last night and I said, Abba, I said, forgive me. Because it is so easy to plan out a service or the next, you know, event, the next chili cook-off. And I love all that stuff. But if you strip away all of the stuff, you know, you know, all the show, the lights, just the stuff, if you... That wasn't the beautiful thing about Eden. It wasn't even the trees or the, or the rivers or the flowers. Oh, that was amazing. It was the presence of God. Like literally. Do you know most of us were taught in church that one day we'll go to heaven when we die? I'm like, how much do I actually give you truth? Do you know what eternal life is according to Jesus? John 17 and 3. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said this is eternal life. And he, ne- he mentioned nothing about where you go when you die. You ready for this? This is eternal life. He said that we may know you, the one true God. Watch this. And your Son whom you have sent. You, you are, have eternal life flowing in you right now. But do you choose to know our father and his son whom he has sent? And I said, Lord, I want to repent and put on the brakes. And we better make our Christian life about this one thing again. We better make it about face to face again. You hear me? You better make it about face to face again. Like when's the last time for all my married couples that you took it's time and just like got in front of your spouse and said watch this just let me admire you for a few moments as I sent my wife to Europe yesterday she getting on a plane her and my baby girl and I said I'm used to traveling all the time you know I said but I, I hate sending you away I said before you go can I just take a moment just let me admire you for a second boy why don't you stop no get here right spirit of, the spirit of bear hug came on me Just let me admire you again for a while. Like, man, why? Why does this seem super spirit? It should be normal that you say, Lord, I just want to see your face for a little bit. Would you reacquaint me to your presence? Right? Would you reacquaint me again to your presence? Like, I love the lights and all that, but would you reacquaint me to be a person of your presence? Would you recalibrate me? Right? What happens when your car starts drifting all the time? If you take your hands off the steering wheel, you know, you know what we say? We say the car is what? It's out of alignment. And the Holy Spirit in mercy will come and say, Cameron, you need to let me realign you so that if you take your hand off the wheel, the car naturally goes in this one direction. And for most of us, man, if, if, if we don't have a service or somebody trying to keep us straight, we're all over the place. We need a, a divine realignment. 
And so for me, it's sitting on my chair saying, Lord, strip away from me. Even the stuff that makes me comfortable, like strip this stuff away from me and realign me again. Like I can remember getting born again at the age of 18. And y'all don't know if, well, y'all would know the Gaithers. If I said the Gaithers, you guys know the Gaither vocal band? Actually, some pretty phenomenal people. Not my type of music anymore, but pretty phenomenal musicians. I never heard of praise and worship music till I was 22. I had a, a big radio at the time. You, you guys just got to Google this. They have these things called radios that you could put them on your shoulder. Wait a minute, like a boombox. Just Google it for everybody 30 and under. And I had a, it's called a cassette tape. I should have put one on it for y'all to see, but it's called a cassette tape, you know. I had a cassette tape of the Gaither vocal band. And I would put that cassette tape in and I would just listen. And I would listen, and I would listen. I mean, can you, and I would, now it took me a long time to cry to that right there. Like, boy, anyway, tears start flowing. Can you imagine if I'd have had like Bethel or somebody like that? I remember getting up, I, I, I worked for the sanitation department of my city at the time. I, I, I picked, we didn't even have, right now they have what they call one-armed bandits. They, they pick up the trash and dump it. No, I was the one, I was the two-armed bandit. We had to take the trash can and dump it over the trash truck. I, I worked on the sanitation department for two years. I remember getting to this place where I was learning about the presence of the Lord, and I and I I got a CD player. My mom bought me a CD player, and I said, "Oh, this is an upgrade! Like upgrade CD player." They had a group. I don't even what song was it. Talked about walking on water and killing giants, casting crown song, maybe. Uh, I can't. Anyway, I took that CD and it had this button on there called repeat. And I put it in the stereo and I said, Lord, I've been reading and I know you like worship and I, I, I'm not here, but I'm going to put this on for you. And I hit repeat and I said, I'll see you when I get home. Is that, is that too real for you? And I, and, I, and I put it in and I hit repeat and I left. And not quite three weeks, but around a three-week period, I would do that. And I was literally expecting to come home, you know, smelling like trash juice. Y'all ain't. I'm talking about working in the summer on a trash truck. Listen, my route, I almost had every major project in my city in North Carolina at the time. That was my route. We were grabbed. I mean, anyway, just, it, was, it was a mess. I would come home as, and it just smelling like a mess. And I was expecting to walk in my, my bedroom, Kaylin, and, and Jesus be standing there. And I'm like, this, in my, in my heart, I'm thinking, this ain't working. All the while he was there, I just wasn't aware. Because I'm learning we don't do worship trying to get God to come. We're going to set the atmosphere right today. For what? For who? Who are you singing for? Actually... He's the I am. He's ever present. What worship really does, it makes me aware of him. It doesn't have to make him aware of me. And, it, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to lure him down from the heavens into a service so that maybe he'll sprinkle, you know, whatever. Anyway, maybe he'll sprinkle favor on me and breakthrough. Salt Bay. But he was always there. But I do remember coming home, Cameron. And then I went in my bedroom. It was like I hit a wall of presents. Just boom. 
And I got down on my knees beside my bed and I said, this is what I've been waiting on. And he told me, he said, I've always been here. You weren't aware of it though. It took me a month of him peeling off a religious mindset. You're talking 2001 for me. It took about three weeks, roughly, of him peeling back a religious mindset of me trying to, you know, hoping to get God to come. And he said, no, it took me that long to rewire your thinking for, you know, I'm always here. But yes, I enjoy your song. And you know what he told me one day? He said, but I will meet with you without having a CD on. Now, that ain't that may not be big to you, but I was a Baptist boy. Southern Baptist, Southern Native American Baptist. It keeps getting worse. I mean, the more I keep going. And I began to learn, Taylor, that I could sit in a room and then I could, I could, and man, my voice is horrible, but I would just start singing songs. And then I felt like waves of presence would come into the room. Right? Like, whoa. And I wasn't in a church service, though. I didn't have Taylor. Man, you could feel the presence of God on the back of the trash truck if I had him playing. But I didn't have a Taylor Morgan. I didn't have an Ashley Griffin singing. I didn't have a Kristen. I got my hands on a book. What was the name of the book, Holy Spirit? Several hundred years ago it was written. Practicing the presence of God. Little thin little book. Get an original one, you're gonna have all kind of misspelled words in it, but whew. and he said while he was peeling potatoes, he was practicing the presence of God. Because could it be possible that the presence of God is not just with us in our gatherings in our church service? Could it be possible that he could be with us while doing normal unspiritual tasks like cutting grass? So Brother Lawrence said he practiced the presence of God. He practiced as if he was in God's presence so much that he just became only aware of the presence of God. My friend Jeremiah sent me a, a few months back. It was when um, Rick Pino's newest album, he's sitting that to me and I'm outside and I'm cutting grass and it just popped in my phone like, check this out. And man, as soon as I hit play on that first song, it melted me. And I'm bawling cutting grass. I bet my neighbors were like, what in the world is wrong with this guy? His wife must have kicked him out and told him he can't come in unless he cuts the grass. I mean, I'm like bawling cutting grass, right? Some of y'all still saying, I wish you'd make it a legal service and read a Bible verse. I can give you Psalms 27 and 4. I can give you Psalms 91 and 1. I can give you John 3, 16. I can give you presence from the genesis of your Bible. Genesis 1 verse 1. God hovering. I mean, you need a Bible verse to make it legal. Or, or, or is not the presence of God in the room enough for you? Listen. And I, and, I, and I found out that God was always with me. My problem was I didn't learn awareness, though. I didn't learn awareness, though. Everybody say this, say omnipresent. Omni means what? You understand presence, presence. I say this, I'm right now in the presence of Gabe. But this is what Holy Spirit taught me. By saying I'm in the presence of Gabe, it literally means I'm near the person of Gabe. See that? 
I can't be in your presence unless I'm near your person. Oh, Jesus. So when we say I'm in the presence of the Lord, guess what we're saying? His person's near. So we say this in church all the time. God is omni or all ways <laughs> present, right? He's present in all ways, at all times, at all places. He's omnipresent. But what doesn't happen all the time because of awareness is this. This is what we really want. We want manifest presence. See that? He's omnipresent, yes, but he's not everywhere manifest presence, at least not according to our senses. There's been times I, I would walk, I would think my wife somewhere, I didn't see her, but I could smell her. You know what? I slept on her side of the bed last night. I could smell her in her bed sheets. I said, don't you take that pillow sheet now. You leave that, that pillowcase sheet. That's, that, the pillow sheet. That's got to stay here with daddy. Anyway, some of y'all too say, but anyway, just if that ain't happening in your house, make it happen. Just this is mine. This is my sermon, my stories. Okay, so, so she's not there. There'd be times I'm in a house and she's not there, but I can smell her there. I'm like, you close. You somewhere around here. And it's like there's these little things that stir up my hunger. I, uh, a couple months back, I was preaching in the Bronx and I bought her some perfume from there. Like, you got to stop, baby. You got to stop wearing this. And she wore it. Well, she just sprayed it one day. And I didn't even see it. She's walking around. I'm like, oh, ooh. I bumped into something walking through the living room. I'm like, where did that come from, right? And, you know, and it, it hit my nose, right, that that sense went off. I know that I bought that for you. I didn't see her person, but I knew she was present somewhere. And it sent me on this journey. What today is, is this. You may not see the Lord, but the Lord sends those little alluring things, not to get him close, but to stir up our hunger to desire him. You hear what I'm telling you? How many of you guys ever been to Sam's or Costco's? They always got the old lady. She's 137 years old. Offering you one of those items. You didn't go there looking for a saltine salmon sausage cracker. But you know what she's doing when you go there? You want to try one of these? And then when you try one, you're like, oh, that's, that's good. Then she says, yeah, it's right down that aisle right there. Now, you didn't, you didn't go there looking for a saltine sausage hot dog, I don't know, collard green cracker. But what, you didn't even know you wanted one. But watch this. She stirred up the appetite for that thing in you, though. And before you left, you're like, I got to get them crackers. Isn't it just like God to say, I'm going to whet your appetite with a little taste? It happens all the time. You're sitting at home. I don't know. You don't, you don't, uh, Kaylin, this ain't you because you, you criticize everybody because they don't eat perfectly like you do me, Kayla. But it's, uh, I can't even use you with this illustration. But you didn't want a Pepsi. You're sitting at home and there's a commercial Pepsi. And you see the water, just the condensation just coming off the side of it. like, And you're like, you know what? I think I'm on. Babe, you go to the store later on? They got you. You drink broccoli water, don't you? That's what you're getting, man. Kayla drank. It was like, what? I think like three weeks ago, we come to church early. We're getting set up. And 
I don't know, a Parker's drinking an energy drink. I made like three of y'all were drinking any drinks anyway. And Kalen is giving it to him. I'm like, Kalen, what do you drink? Broccoli water? Like, I don't know. What... <laughs> you can serve. Was it like three days ago? You put it on there. Your son was eating a salad for breakfast. I'm like, come to my house and lay hands on my kids because that has not happened. I was like, that is Kalen's boy. All in fun. I love Kalen. Bell pepper, bell pepper chips or something like that Kayla needs. But the Lord, he graciously gives us these hints that I'm close. I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done. We're supposed to be people of presence. In America, we teach the presence of God comes and it goes. You know, that's not true. That's from the Greeks. Do you understand? That's from the Greeks. The Greeks believe you could get the you could get the favor of Zeus, but you could also lose the favor of Zeus, and he would be with you when he was favoring you. But if he did something wrong, the presence of Zeus would leave you. You could have the favor of Poseidon; he was the god of the ocean, the water. But if you did something wrong, his favor he left you, and he wasn't with you. A storm would come and knock over your boat. That belief made its way into Christianity, and so we actually believe that God came and God went. But I'm telling you, our God says this. I will never leave you. He didn't say, I will never leave you until you sin. He said, no, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Lo, I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. I'm with you when you feel me and you got goosebumps and your hair is standing up all over your body. I'm with you in the dynamic electric church services that you have. And it's amazing in America. And we do those things. But I'm also with those right now in the roughest parts of Indonesia. I'm also with those right now in Iraq and in different places that they can't legally worship me. I'm also with those in the underground churches in China where they don't have the cool lights and the organs and all the stuff. And my presence is there with them too. Right? We're learning that he's with us all the times while I cut grass, while I watch Netflix, while I'm at my son's flag football game, also while I'm in church. We got to get back to being a people of his presence. So when you feel him, you worship him, yes. When you don't feel him, you still worship him, yes. Know that he's with you. So watch this, I tell you, he's with you when you're sitting in your college, taking those classes. As much as he's with you now, but we're just not aware of it. If I would have grown up knowing this, it would have relieved me of a thousand woes. But man, he's with us. He's with us. Actually, God could have chosen his house to be anywhere. I always said, if it would have been me, if I was God, I would have put a, a house about a mile up in the sky. It would have been this crystal clear castle so everybody could fly around and point and say, that's where God lives. But he said, I got a better idea. I want to find broken men and women. Men who've gone through the struggle of life. And I want to put my spirit on the inside of them. So that they'll have to stand and say this. Don't you know Paul wrote the church at Corinth? And they had all kinds of struggles in that church. He said, don't you know that your body is now literally the tabernacle of God? What? Know ye not that your body is God's house? Everybody say this. Say, I am divine real estate. 
Come on, stand to your feet. Say, I am divine real estate. Say this. Say, I am the house of God. Say this. Say, I am a mobile home. Say, in me, he lives. He breathes. He has his being. Say this. Say, but in him, I also, I live. I breathe. I have my being. Say, I'm a house fit for a king. Your property value is more than you could ever even imagine. And God will never put a for sale sign on your household. You will forever, you will forever, forever, forever never have a vacancy. He's the God who fills all in all according to scripture. Adam woke up to to this beautiful thing in the garden. I'm telling you, Christ brought us back to that reality. It hit me on my hardwood floor at the age of 18 that God was with me all the time. But God said it took me years, Josh, to, to teach you to start living aware of what's always been true. And I'm be honest, there's times even now it's easy to get back into that religious. If I do this more, if God will come. But no, he's with us, man. And I'm going to tell you something. I wish we would. I had a, access to say this to the nations. We just need to learn to practice awareness. And it'll help us. He's awareness. So Ben, when you're in the gym, man, training students, he's there with you when those kids are running around those cones as much as he was the day when you were doing worship. By the way, it was beautiful watching you do worship today. Beautiful. Grant, when you're giving lessons, man, he's as much with you then as you are when you're standing on a stage. Because before he was ever the God of church services, he was a God with his sons walking with them in the garden in the cool of the day. Hey, I bless you. I love you. I want to release you guys to go get your kids. But if you desire ministry, man, the altars are open. Taylor, you guys can play and sing for a little bit if you want. Just stay right here. God bless you guys. Thank you for taking a moment to listen in to what Jesus is doing right here at Way Family Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. If you want to be a part of helping us to continue to share the gospel and get it out to as many people as we can, you can do that via Cash App at dollar sign Way Family Church, or you can visit our website at wayfamilychurch.com and click on the giving tab. For more information about Way Family Church, you can connect with us on all social media platforms or simply go to wayfamilychurch.com. Be blessed.